0: hello everyone welcome to season two of the stallion pancake podcast i'm jason ackerman uh you're not gonna hear vaughn because she's dead no just kidding she's just taking a break from the pod got a little overwhelming for her so she's doing fine eating just as much as i am (laughs) just not on the podcast so uh it's gonna be me for the first couple episodes we'll try to do it every week like we were doing but we might skip a few weeks um just see how it goes. We're still during COVID, so I don't want the podcast to just be all about COVID. But hopefully we'll have the vaccine soon and we'll be ready um, for the spring and food will be back. So anyway, without further ado, uh, our first episode is with Paul Verica, who's opening up Orto, um, currently has a Stanley, so enjoy. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to I think we're going to call this season two of the Sky Pancake Podcast. We took a long COVID break, but we're back with uh, a Charlotte food celebrity, Paul Verica, returning guest. Yay! Welcome to the pod. We have a lot to talk about. So why don't you? Why don't we start? Obviously, COVID. Yep. So yeah. year, for yeah,
1: to say the least.
0: For everything. Uh especially restaurants because restaurants deal so much with ambiance and being in a place and then just overnight it was taken away from restaurants and you had to adapt so why why don't you just tell us and you said you were in italy during covid so why don't you just tell us your covid story
1: (laughs) so all right my covid story so let's go back to february um the day after Valentine's Day, um, Jane, my fiance, and I left for Italy for like a 16, 17 day trip for uh, research and development for Orto. We were gonna travel pretty much from Florence North, um, hit a little bit in the South. Uh, my father's family's from a village that's just South of Rome. And my mother's family is from a village that is uh, southeast of Rome, um, so it was really going to primarily be northern Italy, which is, you know, culinarily going to be the focus of of orto for the most part. But anyway. And so, my family too. Yes. Wait, so so what? Are you first generation American? Are yeah. you? So my grandfather on my father's side was off the boat. Okay and, and my mother's side, her great grandparents were off the boat
0: okay and they and did they go straight to Philadelphia, or were they
1: no, um both in New York for a little while and then and then later into Philadelphia Cool, yeah, all
0: right, so you're in Italy,
1: so we're in Italy, and um we spent pretty much the first week is Florence as Florence is our home base. We went to Parma, toured a burgito factory. It was super cool. Um, You know, did Parmesan tasting, balsamic, like just everything we possibly could. Um, We ended up that the only Michelin three-star restaurant in all of Tuscany was at the base of our hotel. So we had a killer meal there. Um, Went truffle hunting, which was one of the coolest things ever. Um, That little dog, what was his name? Caesar? Yes. Yeah, he was so cool. Um, and then so it's a Saturday. We take the train up the coast. Beautiful ride. We get in Genoa. We're walking around Saturday night in Genoa.
2: And we score that those seatings at that great restaurant. Yep.
1: What was it called?
2: Can't remember. But everybody's uh, phone uh, yeah. Blew it
1: was up. so yeah. Um, so we're sitting in this restaurant and everybody's phone starts blowing up. So we wake up Saturday Sunday morning, and um, Jane's a pulmonologist. So she's reading emails and she's like, um, I think this is starting to get a little ugly. And that Sunday we're supposed to go to Milan. Um, you know, it was the last day of fashion week. I'd been torturing her for the last (laughs) nine days, dragging her everywhere and doing all this food stuff, which thankfully she loves just as much as I do. And, um, you know we're all ready to go get on the train and and head to milan and she's like let's hold off a little bit and we end up walking around go and have lunch and she's reading more emails and looking at more stuff um and then they shut Milan down. Northern down then northern italy down um and we were like shit um so next thing i know by like five o'clock in the afternoon we're in the genoa airport trying to rent a car and <laughs> that's right uh, yeah and uh <laughs> That was a little bit of an ordeal. Um, And we rented a car and took like the next two and a half days and kind of drove down the coast and, you know, stopped in small towns where, you know, looked at a sign on the road and was like, that place looks kind of cool. And, you know, made some detours and ended up in Rome, um, where we were supposed to be for almost a week. We were there for two and a half days and did nothing. We went to the Colosseum.
2: We drove by yeah. and
1: we drove by something else Couple I forget
2: but it was all airplane tickets
1: yeah all we did was focus on trying to get an airplane ticket and get out of there and we ended up leaving Wednesday like the 28th or 26 something.
2: Christians yeah birthday. Christians birthday 26
1: uh, the 26th of February and it took us two days to get home we got home March like first or second. Wait, how? Why did it take you two days? Oh, cause we had to stop Because American Airlines, United Airlines, whatever you want to call them, sucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, there goes our sponsorship with American. Sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, it, we literally we were on. I mean, we were at the point where Jane was looking into private planes. You know, just trying to get us out.
2: And they were all taken.
1: And everything was taken. Because
2: everyone was panicking.
1: Um, we could not change our flight over. So the whole stickler was that we had used points to buy our flights. And they're like, oh, no, we don't have any open seats. We don't have any open seats. You can't change your flight. We're like, hey, our flight's on Sunday. We want to change it to Tuesday. They're like, nope, can't. We ended up having to buy brand-new tickets, you know, almost, what, $2,500, something like that?
2: Yeah, and because it was winter, there was no direct flight back to the States. So we had to go through London.
1: So, yeah, we had to fly from Rome back to London, spent the night at some cheap-ass hotel in Heathrow Airport, <laughs> trudged our way back halfway across Heathrow, and then got home on a Thursday, and then that Friday was when Italy was like, we're not letting anybody out, and we're not letting anybody in. So, I mean, we got home just in time, and and again, um, you know, James, a pulmonologist, so The whole time we were over there, we knew it was kind of in the background. So, I mean, we took trains everywhere, but we had our masks on all the time and we had alcohol wipes and wiped everything down and we're just super, super vigilant. Um, And then, yeah, we got home, quarantined for like a week and then I get back to work and the shutdown happens.
0: (laughs) Okay, so... I want to know about this renting the car in the Genoa airport because I've been to the Genoa airport, <laughs> not the biggest airport. No. no. And you're in Italy, uh, not necessarily of. They go at their own pace.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. they do. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. <laughs> um, we, to, we went to like two or three different places.
2: Little
1: kiosks. Little kiosks inside the airport. Um, I think we eventually ended up renting a car from Hertz. Mm-hmm. Um, just like a month and a half ago, I got a parking ticket in the mail. From- <laughs> oh,
0: I, I have that same I had the same deal. They they're still I did one. I finally just paid it because they wanted me oh, to they an ACH. I'm like I'm not ACHing some random bank in Italy. But now yeah. they sent after no. the twelfth letter from some random Giuseppe and. Florence, I finally <laughs> paid the parking ticket. <laughs> yeah,
1: our, ours ours was in Pisa, and ironically, um, so we were we were driving, driving, driving. We get into Pisa at like
2: two a.m.
1: two a.m. <laughs> and Jane's like, I want to see the Tower of Pisa. <laughs> and I'm like, it's two o'clock in the morning. And she's like, I want to see Tower of Pisa. And I was like, okay. So we go and we drive up and we park and there's like. Guys with M16s standing <laughs> everywhere, 47. aka, yeah, just like military out the, yeah. And uh, we kind of peeked and snapped a few pictures and then we left. And then the next day we went back so we could see it in the daylight and everything. And ironically, we ended up parking on the side street and we got out of the car and right in front of us is this sign that says um, Museum to something Orto Pisa. So Orto means kitchen garden in Italian. And it ends up, we ended up just out of the blue, parking next to this botanical museum in Pisa, and it was named Orto. Um, And like the picture of the sign ended up being the kind of influence for the The wall finish that we were so excited to try and finish today. um and
2: the colors and the
1: color scheme and a lot came a lot came from that so and then
2: the ticket after we had that wonderful experience
1: yeah we walked out because I didn't know how to use the like I saw a parking spot and I'm like awesome parking (laughs) spot reversed in we had this little Toyota rental rental car it was like a little (laughs) SUV thing and uh I didn't know you had to go like feed the little parking meter that's like 50 feet down and put in a number and all this so yeah we came back later and had a parking ticket on the car how <laughs> much is
2: it i don't even know
1: like a
2: hundred yeah it
1: was like 50 euro or something like yeah. that something stupid
0: so what was your best meal that you had not, oh the, not the three michelin star restaurants but just the
1: no no and it wasn't even that it was this little place god what was the name of that I'm place i'm
2: trying to remember gosh
1: it was all right so you go over the golden bridge in florence um, we made a right down this little side street. It was like mama something.
2: Mm-hmm. Gosh, I can't remember. It was
1: this little family owned traditory. I've been there. Can you, do you By have a picture of market? it? By the
2: market,
1: on like. Yeah, it was right off the Golden. Have you been to Florence?
0: Oh yeah. I studied at yeah. Florence.
1: Okay.
2: No way. How cool.
1: So yeah, right off the Golden Bridge. It was called like mama something. Jane's looking for a picture. Um, but this place was awesome we ordered like half half the menu and the waiter was this guy who kind of looked like a cross between <laughs> um, Eddie and Herman Munster. <laughs> so he was like, his face was kinda, or no, more like the grandfather and, <laughs> and Herman Munster. So he was big, I mean, he was tall. He was bigger than I am, this real for big spirit. And um, yeah, we ended up, I mean, we were, we probably ordered 15, 20 things. Yeah. And, you know, that's what we did pretty much everywhere.
2: See if you can scroll and see the name. And it was so funny. Paul um, was having, like, five different entrees, and they thought we were crazy Americans. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, uh, these
0: Americans eat so much. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Paul's like, we're
0: testing, yeah. we're
2: testing out food for a new restaurant, and he but, was friend after that.
0: Yeah, Florence is the best.
1: Okay. Yeah, we loved it.
0: It's Um, it's a good like I tell people like if you're going because it's small but it's a good place you can kind of get all around Italy. Totally. Well, from Florence.
1: Yeah, like one one of the coolest day trips we did was to Parma, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's this brushto factory, you know, real deal certified brushto de Parma. It was a brother and sister team that took over the business from their parents. Um what were their names? I'm so bad about this. But like that was like one of the coolest things ever was just we walked through and saw the whole process of how they cure the hams and walking through the ham houses and it was just it was super cool. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. So okay.
1: Well well, before we get off Italy.
0: So what what's something that you had there that you're like I'm definitely putting this on?
1: <laughs> we, had, we we had this pasta dish at that restaurant in Florence, and Jane's looking for the name of it. It, it was like, it was the most elegant beefaroni ever. <laughs> I mean, it looked like beefaroni out of a, it was a bucatini in this, you know, bolognese type ragu, and Killed like, that. I still dream about it. Mm-hmm. It was so freaking good. The pasta was just perfect the ragu was perfect, the bread on the side, just everything about it. And I mean, we're in this restaurant, there was like maybe four other people in the entire place. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that was probably the most memorable dish.
0: So is that going to be on Orto's menu?
1: Yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to call it beefaroni somehow we're, we're looking into the trademarks and <laughs> and copyrights infringement and all that i don't need to get in any legal trouble
2: can yeah. you see this this is this is the restaurant he loved and there's the guy
0: uh, i love you- it <laughs> we'll we'll, po- we'll post this on uh <laughs> you send that to me i'll put it on the podcast page okay Fortunately, oh. our listeners can't see that but <laughs> Definitely. it was paul but he he had shorter hair back then now yeah. he's got now he's got the full COVID hair going. <laughs> okay, so you so you come back.
1: Yep.
0: And then you, come back and you, you obviously I- still own the Stanley and yep. uh, you know the Stanley is how many tables? How many seats is it?
1: Like we 30? have we have forty eight dining seats at normal and, capacity.
0: And probably like if you were designing a restaurant for COVID. Not ideal.
1: No, not (laughs) ideal by any way. No. So, Um, so what? Just describe
0: like the early days of like you're not quite sure what's happening, what's going on. How how did you decide to kind of, or how did you pivot at the Stanley?
1: Oh God, we pivoted every direction we possibly could. Um, at at first, um, we kind of just shut down for like a week. And it was like, okay, let's let's see what's gonna happen because you you know I mean you remember March we were all saying oh this will be gone by yeah know, we'll by we'll August. we'll stop for two weeks and we'll be yeah. by Easter we'll be yeah. good yep <laughs> totally yeah I remember talking to my mom and her telling me how she couldn't wait to be able to go to church on Easter and I'm like mom you're not going to church on Easter I'm sorry <laughs> um, so you know at first we didn't say we got, what year yeah
2: yeah <laughs> very nice. true
1: um. I mean, obviously, you you, you know, the the food that we do at the Stanley, it doesn't, you know, no matter how nice of a to-go box you're going to get, a plate that has 25 touches on it, and, you know, the whole, most of the impact of it is the visual presentation of it being presented and placed in front of you, that doesn't, that does not freaking translate well to a to-go box, Um, so we shut down for the first week, then we opened up, and we're doing, you know, very limited, super small-to-go menu. Um, did The and, hot dogs? The hot dogs are good. Well oh, yeah. And then and we tried the whole little small-to-go menu thing for a little bit. And that didn't really – it just didn't work. Um, and then we started doing pop-ups. Um, and um, Alex and Steven and I just had, had fun with it, um, you know. And, you know, I think the first one was the hot dog. And then, and then we did a, a burger one, and then we did the cheesesteaks, which yeah. were huge. And we're still doing the cheesesteaks now. You can only do them to go. But, I mean, we still probably sell 50 a week, um, if not more. Um, and then we did grocery boxes, and we did butcher shops and retail wine. And, you know, we did a little Orto pop-up. Um I mean we did we tried everything we could um you know my whole goal was to try and um generate enough revenue um to justify you know paying myself and alex and Stephen. and you know my our landlord has been great to work with um asana partners shout out to them um you know they're our landlord for both places and they've been really They've, they've been great to work with us through all this. And I'm, I'm thankful that I have a partner like them in all this. Um,
2: Didn't you close for two weeks at one yeah, point? Yeah, we did.
1: We And then, yeah, we closed. Um, I had a scare or two um, thinking that I might have been sick. Um, and tested yeah,
2: negative.
1: Yeah, tested negative. Um, and we just kind of rolled with the punches, man, and and did what we could to uh to keep money coming in and, and keep us working and, and keep us moving forward. I mean, so what, so what, what are you guys doing now? Now we're doing um, reduced seating. Um, so we have, we normally have 48 dining seats right now. The most we could sit at any one time would be 30 people.
0: And are you suggesting people get a reservation? Do you have to have a reservation?
1: Weekends, thankfully, knock on some wood. Um, yeah, weekends are still pretty consistently busy. Um, midweek is a crapshoot; it's a roller coaster ride. You know, we'll do twenty one day and forty the next. Um, you know, we'll see how this new mask mandate, what this yeah. does to things. Um, you know, it was a hard week to tell last week between the holiday. And that coming out, what kind of effect it's going to have. But I don't think it's going to be a positive effect. And, you know, I think now we just kind of sit around and and wait for lockdown number two.
0: Yeah. I know. I feel so bad because, I mean, the magic of the Stanley. And I think you'll get back. Hopefully we get a vaccine and we're all back to normal. But it was just yeah. it was just so fun to sit at the bar and have your the best hamburger in Charlotte (laughs) Uh, and then just try fun stuff
1: that we were playing with. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we're still, we've, we've cut the menu sizably, Um, you know, for the last, what two and a half, three months, it's been Alex myself and one other guy, Connor in the kitchen and we're the prep cooks, we're the line cooks, we're the dishwasher. I mean, we've been doing everything. Um, just recently, I brought another Omar, one of our old cooks, back for, for part-time. Um, as I start ramping up um, for Orto, you know, obviously, I'm not going to be able to be there as much. Um, but, you know, we're, we're, we're plugging along, you know, we're doing what we can. So what's what's something that was maybe
0: a pleasant surprise as you were, back in the kitchen because you probably weren't doing some of the you were always there but probably not doing the prep work that you were doing before.
1: No, I mean I I would do prep work but when I would do prep work before it was like I would spend you know I I would do three or four things on the list and then I'd spend the rest of the day working on a new dish. Um, You know I was able to spend you know, hours every day, you know, tinkering and playing and experimenting and and tweaking out ideas. Um, And now it's just like, oh, shit, it's five o'clock and our first table sits at 5.30 and, you know, we still have three things left on the prep list to do.
2: And I know that um, he's. it's a very grueling thing, but I've noticed not only is he better when he's busy, but getting back into the slicing, dicing, doing what you, when you first started heritage, I mean, it's really brought out a creativity and kind of grounded him in a lot of ways as well, especially during a pandemic, you know, you do what you're passionate about and what you're gifted. And yeah, I think it's been a good thing from my standpoint, you know, just looking on the outside, looking in, I think it's really been a positive grounding experience too.
0: Yeah. Kind of back to the survival, survival (laughs) mode basics.
1: Yeah. It's, it's like, it was, yeah, it's like heritage all over again. And it's like, shit, I thought I was past all that.
0: <laughs> so what, so what do you think, what do you think's is going to be the lasting impact of COVID on restaurants like you more of the high end, you know, small.
1: I, I mean, I, I, I've always said I'll never open a big restaurant. Um, I've always loved the kind of business model that we had. Um, with heritage and expanded it to the Stanley. And, and it was great. You know, I mean, our first year and a half, we turned two in May, you know, up until May, up until March, we were, we were, we were in a good spot. Um, and everything was working exactly the way we wanted it to. And, um, you know, it's, I think the lasting impact, sorry, let me readdress that. Um I think the lasting impact on fine dining is going to be more devastating than it is in the casual dining segments. Um I mean you you're a foodie, you know, you see all these great places closing down across the country, across the world, and they're not coming back, man. Um you know, it's at times, you know, I I've come home after days and you know, just been miserable and depressed and I'm like okay fine dining's dead it's never coming back and you know thankfully Jane is my constant cheerleader and and pushing me up and pulling me back um but you know the the impact is going to really it's all going to depend on the consumer man and their comfort level um and what the consumer is is comfortable putting themselves in and and the environment that they're going to have themselves in I mean, you know, we're fanatical about cleaning and and making sure that we're following all the guidelines and, you know, the amount of money that we've spent on masks and gloves. You know, I wish I'd known this a year ago. I would have been buying stock left and right. <laughs> um, so, you know, well, I, guess, I guess, honestly, Jason, well, we're really going to have to wait and see. Um, I think people know. are going to come back. I think I mean,
0: people want the experience. I, I don't worry so much for you guys because I think, you know, you 48 seats, I think people will come back to that. I worry more of the... If you were a bigger restaurant and you are more on volume, right? how that's going to affect you long term. But I think you guys will be fine. I just hope that you guys can get back to normal-ish sooner rather than later because... You know, your margins were already thin. All oh, restaurants' yeah. margins are thin. And then you're going from a, a capacity of 48 to 30. Yeah. It's it's not, business-wise, doesn't make a lot of sense.
1: No, and it, it keeps you up at night, man. Um, you know, it's it's definitely, it's it's been beyond uh, stressful. Like you said, you know, margins are tight. You know, when we were operating at a great level, you know, 12%, 11% was, was awesome. Yeah. And, and, you know, I won't even discuss what my p looks like now <laughs> you can account and you would be like, Oh my God, what are you doing? Uh, well for
0: taxes it's good.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I actually, yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: But it will be better in May. Yeah.
2: Medically.
1: Yeah, and yeah, and I, I think first uh, end of first quarter next year, I think is really when we'll start to see things change. Um, you know, Jane's sitting over here saying, you know, May, June. We have a doctor here, so this is this is definitely first doctor on
0: the podcast ever. So this is excited to go.
1: doctor. <laughs> Um, yeah it's been great she's been a great resource through all this um like many things i'm lucky to have her okay so so obviously you're opening up ordo probably not the
0: best time ever to open up a restaurant now
1: no (laughs) i mean we, we pushed it off so like like we were talking about earlier we were in the original schedule we were in in italy february end of february coming back we supposed to start construction mid-March and be open like June-ish. And um, I know this is hard to believe, but we ran into some permitting issues uh, <laughs> uh, all over the ramp off the patio, and it went into certain people's land. It, it was a freaking nightmare. And um, we, we were able to, you know, kind of push things back, push things back, and then middle of the summer it just got to a point um you know where I, I didn't have a choice. Um I was legally bound um to to get this project up and going and, and we looked at options of you know potentially not doing it and I, I really didn't have any. Um so we started construction in August, right? Wow yeah end of August. And, um, I mean, we were there this afternoon um, for some meetings, and it looks like we'll get the space turned over to us in about three weeks. Um, so, yeah, right in time for Christmas. <laughs> um, but, you know, one of the great things with Orto, um, number one, pizza and pasta lends itself to takeout and delivery and to go a whole lot more. Um, then what we're doing at the Stanley and, um, we also have a killer patio that's covered. Um, we invested a good amount of money in heaters and temperature control and all that stuff. So, I mean, we'll have a patio that seats over 40 people. Um, that's so that, you know, and especially in the, in the Noda neighborhood, which we're so excited to be a part of, um, you know, we really think that'll be really helpful. Um, but yeah, dude, it's, 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 it's a dreadful <laughs> time to be open in a restaurant. So um, w-
0: when you were coming up with the concept, so you obviously have the Stanley, which is, you know, fine dining, top five restaurants in the city for, <laughs> Thank open, you. and Heritage was top before that. So why'd you decide to kind of go, cause this is going to be a little more casual.
1: Oh yeah. Um. You know, and it's funny, we, we've talked about that a lot lately. Um, the space is ending up not to be as casual as we kind of envisioned, but it's still, it's gonna be freaking gorgeous. Um, but yeah, it's definitely more casual. Um, you know, I, I love Italian food. Um, I love pizza. Um, it's probably one of my top favorite foods.
2: First place you took me to when you yeah. took me home to meet yeah, your family. Yeah,
1: first, Yeah, first place. When I took Jane home to meet my family a couple of years ago, um, the first place, like, we didn't even go to see anybody. And we went to this place. It's called Pica's Restaurant, P-I-C-A, apostrophe S. Um, And that's what our pizza is all based on for Orto. Um, And then tweaked out from there. Um, But, yeah, that was, like, I just love it. Um, There's so many great memories of, for me, of Italian food. Um, You know, being on my paternal grandmother's side while she cooks Sunday dinners um, and let's be realistic um, you know the, the margins on a pizza and pasta place are a lot better than they are in a fine dining spot um, you know there, there's there been a, a a young chef in town and I use that word liberally um, who is you know yonder chef Huh. yonder chef chef <laughs> Yeah, that's a word that's, yeah, don't get me started on that one. Um, who, you know, has made some comments about, you know, why are all these people opening Italian restaurants and when is this gonna stop? You know why people are opening Italian restaurants? Because people like them and people go to eat at them and they're they're better margins than a fine dining restaurant. Um, it's more approachable, it's more comfortable. Um, and And you know what, we're still gonna have a lot of fun from a food perspective and, you know, do some neat, fun, different things. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to sit here and say it's all about margins and money, um, even though if you ask my general manager what it's all about, he would say margins. Um, but, you know, it's really we're in the people business We're in the hospitality business. And it's about giving people what they want um, and, you know, comfort food and, you know, fun Italian food is 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 popular with folks.
2: And you wanted a new venture, and, and this I, yeah. was something that could really tap into your creativity. And with both of our heritage being Italian, mm-hmm. that really was, I think, a big motivator for you.
0: Yeah. So what? So describe the type of pizza you're gonna have.
1: Okay. For,
0: for the people who, you know, the pizza connoisseurs. Kind
1: of All right. <laughs> so it's it's a square. It's a rectangle pie. Okay, um and it's thicker crust than Neapolitan or thicker crust style than a Neapolitan, not quite a Sicilian, so and kind of Detroit style because we work some cheese into the dough so you get that from oh.
0: Yvonne's gonna love this she she loves she loves this thick Sicilian I'm not like i I prefer a little bit less so this sounds actually perfect for me
1: yeah i see i don't like a thick sicilian or a focaccia like a roman style I, that's not i don't like that and i feel like everybody's freaking doing neapolitan um yeah. so of course I got to be me and try and not do what everybody else is doing <laughs> um so yeah rectangle pie um slightly thicker crust than a neapolitan think about that frico that you get from detroit style Especially the corners, because you'll have, you know, when in a square or rectangle pie, to me, I always go right for the corner, because you you know it's just it's just the best part. Um, And it'll be an upside down pie, Um, so we'll do the toppings and a layer of cheese, and then the sauce, and then a final little light layer of cheese. If that makes
0: sense. Now, how are we doing the top? Are we going like crazy with toppings? or Are we saying like traditional?
1: Traditional. It, where you know, originally in my head, I wanted. I was like, you know, years ago, I I was a big frequenter of bricks. Um, I I am I, I am not anymore. Um, and I was like, oh, I want to do something like this because you know, they're they're doing fine food, but it could be so much better. Um, and then after doing some reading and some research, and then after going over there, I was like, no, I'm not doing that shit. Um. <laughs> You know, no, it's going to be, it's going to be the more authentic, more authentic for sure. You know, we're not going to be California pizza kitchen style type shit, you know, no, no, no buffet chicken pizzas.
2: But still your creativity. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah gonna there's
1: be- still going to be some fun toppings and um, you know, it's tough trying to figure out what scale of the menu to kind of roll out things with. I mean, we've got this big, beautiful kitchen. I'm so excited to cook in this kitchen. Um, I can't wait to show it to you. The pasta production room, three of the four walls is lined with windows that looks out on the 36th Street. This kitchen has got more natural light in it than any kitchen I've ever been in in my close to 30 years of cooking. So I'm, I'm I'm super excited about that. Um, but yeah, sorry, I get off on tangents.
0: No, that's not, I'm, I'm ready. When, but yeah, and you still. Need, when, when's the, when's the taste testing? I'll be there. Uh,
1: I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah, you guys will definitely get an invite to friends and family, for sure.
0: I want the, before, I want like the taste test, I want like the crappy pizza part. Okay. Yeah. What's okay. happening yet? I'm ready for that.
1: Well, I think, <laughs> I, I feel like we have the dough, down. I've I've done about six or seven variations on the dough, and I feel like I've got it down. Um, It's just a matter of ferment times or days at this point. How long, like how many days can we let it go, and where is it best? I think right now it's at about two days, um, which we'll see if we'll be able to keep up the production on that. Um, Cool. But yeah, well, I, I will let you know, um, yeah, when we get in there and are able to start cooking.
2: We should do like when, like it should just be a tasting day, like yeah. just one day have all the all your friends come and just
0: taste. No, I don't have any friends. That's that's why Cove is good for me. <laughs> yeah, me. I just go I, eat at restaurants. That's I, I all I do. It there. <laughs> it'll
2: be outdoors on the patio. Promise. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll bring Yvonne, on if we can bring the dog, and that's about all I got. Yep, totally. <laughs> So what, what else on the menu are
1: you excited about? Um, I'm excited to do simple stuff again. Like, I'm I'm excited to have sandwiches. Like, I probably eat an Italian hoagie twice oh,
0: a week. Oh, oh, I love that. I, it's um, funny because, like, the chefs, it seems like, even, like, the fine dining, like, top, they go through this phase where they want to do, like, the super intricate stuff, and then, like, they always wind up with going back to like simple ingredients like that's what you want to cook at
1: the end of the day yeah and and i feel like that's what we've always done at the stanley is we've always been super ingredient focused and driven and and it's like okay let's buy the best stuff that we can and let's play with it and you know try and showcase it off the best that we can and you know one thing at Orto i know that you know i'm always kind of known as the farm to table kind of guy um, or at least one of them. Um, and, you know, we're going to do that as much as we possibly can at Orto, um, but it's not going to be the driving force um, for us like it is at the Stanley. But simple things, like we we developed this focaccia recipe um, that is freaking... We're actually using it at brunch, um, uh, a couple sandwiches at the Stanley right now. That is just freaking killer. Like, I cannot wait to make... Like a fresh mozzarella and mm. tomato sandwich with some great arugula, or you know, pepperoni and you know, one of those just Italian meat sandwiches piled high on just some good crunchy bread. Um, I think desserts are going to be fun here um, because you're you're kind of pigeonholed, so it's it'll be fun taking classic Italian desserts like tiramisu and, you know, Zeppelins and different things and and finding ways to do unique twists on them. Um, You know, a question we get asked at the Stanley at least five times a month is, can I get protein on a salad? And we just kind of <laughs> smile and say, no, I'm sorry. Um, But that, you know, stuff like that, like I have a Caesar salad dressing that we worked on that we Oh That is just, it's killer. And, you know, the silly stuff like that, has been really fun to do and to develop. Um, And it'll be fun, you know, to see how we, uh, to see what we do with it for sure. And the pasta, Um, I, you know, we had at least one, if not two pasta dishes on the menu at the Stanley all the time now, and I'm constantly playing, you know, but Angolotti has been my kick for the last like two or three weeks. Um, and you know, playing with different extruded doughs and rolling doughs and and different things. So I'm I'm really excited for the pastas too.
0: So so what's the plan for the Stanley? Is Alex gonna kind of take that over, and you're gonna focus mostly on Orto?
1: Yep, yep, that is the plan for now. I mean, obviously, I'll still be there, and you know, my my inf- I'll still do the majority of the menu development. Um, you know, he started to dabble a little bit here and there. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the plan going forward.
0: The, the Verica family. I love
1: it. Yeah. All right. So
0: anything else you want to say about Orto? It sounds amazing. I'm this pizza you sold, you sold me. (laughs) It Uh, didn't take a lot, but I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready. Sounds
1: awesome. I mean, we're, we're super excited about the space
0: or what's the opening? roughly like we're we're gonna christmas. shoot
1: for we're gonna shoot for kind of a soft like light opening probably christmas week and kind of just not put anything out there yeah and and kind of just you know okay that's a good time because you want it'll there
0: won't be a lot of people so you kind of
1: right so we can tweak and play with things yeah. and you know i i love the location we're right there um, Idle Isles right across the street. Um, Vince and those guys are awesome. Um, and then Wooden Robot at the other end. Hopefully we're going to be working with them to kind of work some food stuff into them. Um, so I'm super excited about that. The design has come out really well. One thing I was adamant about is that I didn't want people to walk in and think of the Stanley and you know, be like, oh, it's, it's a Paul Verica restaurant. Um, I don't think you will think that um, at all when you walk into the space. It's a very different vibe and feel. Um, and Jane has been crucial um, in helping me and guiding that. Um,
2: and you really want to be a neighborhood.
1: Yeah, Just be a be. neighborhood. Yeah. You know, the stand- well, It's a great
0: location. I mean, it's.
1: Yeah, and I think what's going to happen on that 36th Street corridor over the next couple of years. Um, is is going to be very interesting to watch. Um, you know, I think a lot of people foresee that as kind of the next South End with that whole live work play. Oh, for sure. Um, idea. So, you know, hopefully we got in there at the at the right time. Um, but no, we're still, um, you know, we're just excited about it, man. It's it's going to be fun to do. I'm excited just to be able to do something completely different than what I've been doing for the last, you know, seven to 10 years. Um, it, it'll be fun for me. And it's been fun for me to push myself and get out of my comfort zone. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about that too.
2: And I think this also is really, you're tapping into your heritage. Yeah. And that's just been huge. I mean, the picture you have on the wall. Right.
1: Yeah. So the, the, the picture that was the only picture that was in heritage, when you walked in the front door, was a picture of my great grandfather on my mother's side um, in his little kind of produce seafood market in in Philadelphia, um, and that will make a revisit into Orto, which I'm I'm excited about. Um, but yeah, well, you know, I'm just I'm excited that it's finally almost done. Um, you know, we signed the lease for this October a year ago. Um, so it's been a long time coming. Um, very thankful for my very patient partners and investors um, through all this. Uh, could not get through without it, for, um, without them for sure. Um, and you know, and and again for Jane putting up with me. You know, it's not. I'm <laughs> I'm not an easy person to. to You're listen. still gonna get married, Jane. Yes. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Jason.
0: Is that recorded? You have. You have. You haven't cut him off yet through this. whole <laughs> So yeah, man. (laughs) Well,
2: you know, I'm not going to see him for six months. He's going to be cooking, and I'm going to be handling this pandemic, and we're not going to see each other. So, Um, hopefully, he'll
0: drop off some pizza or send. (laughs) (laughs) I'll
2: be eating there at least three times a week. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just to see him.
0: That's the cool. That's the great thing about good Italian. Like we, I think it's great that more Italian places are opening because we didn't have, like, we didn't really have a good Italian place in Charlotte for a long time. So I think it's great that we are getting places like this and because like simple good italian you can eat that multiple times a week
1: yep you can totally i mean and i think we've hit just about every freaking italian restaurant <laughs> in this city yes um sometimes. and you know like what they're doing is it mm-hmm. over in daco Ant- like i think yes. they're doing a really really good job at what they're doing over there um but yeah, it's for forever in Charlotte it's been, you know, these kind of americanized italian restaurants. Um, yeah, you know, where you, you go in and you see the same not bad,
0: but if you've been to Italy you're like Right.
1: Not- yeah, yeah, no, this is nothing. <laughs> no, like I can't wait to make a like a porchetta. Um like one of the favorite pictures I have of of me is when we were walking around Florence, remember that guy with the the big yes. head? Yes. Um I'll yeah, send like you that one por- too, Yeah, like this porchetta saw, stall on the side of the this little side street. And, uh, you know, there's a picture of me with a, a guy holding a pork head, stuffed <laughs> pork head next to me. Um, did I'm you saying- go to the
0: stall in Florence that has the, uh, oh, I forget what it's called, but it's like the intestine, the intestine uh, stall?
1: And that, well, we, we had tripe, in like tripe yeah. and like two different. And because tripe's a Philly thing too. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, we had tripe at a couple different places. We will not be serving tripe. Um, <laughs> Probably you know, not ready for the I, prime primetime market yet. <laughs> no, no, but, um, you know, we're definitely, yeah, we're going to try and be as authentic as we can and not be so, so cookie cutter. Um, you know, yeah, we're going to have crowd pleasers and, you know, things that people are comfortable with, but, you know, like we do with the Stanley, there's always going to be a couple things on the menu where you're gonna look at and be like, hmm, I I gotta try that, you know, <laughs> that just sounds good. Um so yeah, I'm excited about it for sure. And
2: the bread's amazing.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> and like to to do a, a fun cheese program and charcuterie and and you know not to have to be so pigeonholed and not that it's a bad thing of what we do at the Stanley, but you know, being so local and, and regionally driven, you know, really, it, it limits me to what I get to play with. And now it's kind of like, ooh, I got the whole, I got the whole thing now I can play with. So excited about that.
2: Can you see this picture, Jason? Uh, it's Paul kissing yeah. the pig head.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he got, hey, Paul, Paul, that's like a, that's like a very Renaissance title. Paul the pig head. And
1: you're wearing black.
0: (laughs) That could be by uh, that could be a Michelangelo right there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And and like some cool things like one of the neat thing, a lot of the artwork, sorry just to throw this in there, I just thought about this. Um, A lot of the artwork at Orto um, is stuff that Jane and I got while we were over there and I took about 600 pictures um, while we're over there and the wonderful amazing peter taylor is going to help me kind of go through and edit and clean some of those up so um a lot of the stuff that you'll see around the restaurant will either be pictures that that i took while we were over there and or paintings and artwork that we got while we were there there'll be a whole little neat section of plates um from different things that we got while we were over there too um so yeah we really i mean jane was very influential in in building the stanley with me um but she was you can i i feel you can see her imprint on on orto almost just as much as you can see mine
0: Aww, that's awesome okay you guys are big travelers where's yeah. the first place you're going once we can leave the country
1: fucking emp
0: <laughs> i love master
1: park yeah we're going yeah we've already talked about it man
0: uh, okay i want because they like split up yeah so i'm very interested i haven't been back since i, I went a few years ago with yvonne yeah. when i'm interested to go my
2: birthday
0: after they've uh was it your birthday we were there for my birthday cause it you was. You were there a- pretty c- when we were around there like two years ago.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say the last time we were there was probably two years ago. Um, so is he- that your favorite? That like
0: Daniel Hume is your he's your dude.
1: Um, yeah, and there's this guy I can't think of his name that I follow on Instagram that does pasta stuff that like I just sit and look at his feed for hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think Daniel Hume his food is. So intelligent and intellectual, but playful and fun and just technically so sound. Um, I mean, I, I've i eaten there twice, and I can't think of a flaw that that we ever, ever saw. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, EMP, right?
2: Yep, EMP is our first step. Uh... But as far as when we travel, because we're big travelers, um, it's Asia. We're talking about a honeymoon yeah, in Asia. Yeah, honeymoon in Asia, Asia, which would Asia, be really
1: Asia.
0: cool. Yeah, we're supposed to go. We were supposed to go to Japan. Oh, see, that's what. Yeah.
2: And Singapore. Those were our top two.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's so much. The food. Uh, we're supposed to. So we postponed it. We're supposed to go May now. We're hoping by May okay. we'll be able to travel again. But yeah, that Japan just. And Singapore, I heard, is awesome too. Yeah. that'll yeah. be uh, yeah
1: japan for me
0: just yeah um so are you gonna go to japan then we're gonna have like a, a uh, one day yeah because um, sure. actually when i was in copenhagen they do a ramen but with the flour like danish flour so it kind of mixes it together it's very i mean there's a lot of italian in in because ja- italian's like simpler than It's like when you look at French food, very complex, but Italian more the simple Japanese is kind of like that compared to, you know, Chinese food, which is more more intricate. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things that Italian and Japanese have in common that you maybe uh, dabble with some things. Yeah, yeah the number
2: three restaurant will be Asian inspired. No,
0: it's gonna be the cheesesteak place. Next. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Breaking news. Don't break we don't yeah, need breaking news, so episode one. Yeah,
1: one. no, yeah. That's that's the next thing we'll work on is Polly's place. <coughs> I love it. Um Yeah, I can't think of any what else, sweetie?
2: Alinea. Oh yeah. And we've been wanting to do a San Francisco trip forever.
0: Yeah. So uh, yeah, Alinea. I think, I think Alinea, what they've done during COVID has been very interesting. Really? They basically switched. I mean, they're still, I guess they're still open, but they're doing like a huge takeout oh. ordeal and just
1: killing crushing. It. Yeah, yeah. killing Um, And one thing, I don't if you sign up for their newsletter. Um, Have you gone to the Avery, the office while you were there?
0: No, the, we only did Alinea. I, w- I want to go to Next. Next is the one I really yeah. want would, to I would really, did.
1: yeah yeah i think that's such a brilliant concept yeah um just kind of
0: you change the whole yep every three months that's just
1: that's yeah yeah and then they're opening up two new places i just read in eater last week um so yeah
2: and where's that place in norway that you love oh yeah well yeah
1: well they they've been to noma
2: oh my gosh i'm so jealous
1: Yeah, you gotta. We we, I've
0: we had a reservation there last year and we had to cancel it. But I have, we'll be back. We'll be back there. There's so much good stuff. Maybe we'll have to do a Verica Ackerman trip. Yeah,
1: there you go. That'd be fun.
0: (laughs) I'd love to go. See, I've never been to one of those places with a chef, like, because I'd love to see your perspective when you see these dishes come out and like what you're seeing compared to like you know I can. I can microwave uh that's about as far as <laughs> I hear you.
1: Well thank God for that. That way you go out and you support local restaurants, man.
0: Yeah, it's that that's exactly right. I don't wanna cook one damn thing.
1: I wanna that, eat out. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's one thing we I we can't wait for is I mean we we, we used to eat three times a week.
0: Yeah. And I know that's the but that's the most disappointing thing is just you want to yeah. support the restaurants. It's just so hard to yeah. to get out, and it's you just like the atmosphere. You just you're missing the atmosphere even when you go, and that's that's the sad part. And hopefully, I mean, it will come back. Yeah, I'm, I have a good doubt. Like, and even you're seeing like the, like your restaurants going to be opening. There's been restaurants that have opened in the past six months that are succeeding. So I, I think we'll be back. I'm I, I'm a little more optimistic. I think people have to eat. Yeah. And, People don't want to cook anymore. Yep. They want to go to these cool places, and you where Ordo's <laughs> going to be and where Stanley is, I mean, right in the middle of the action.
1: Yeah, no, like, we can't wait to go to Vana. I can't wait to see what Michael's doing over there. Um, and that's, I think that's a meal at Bardo has been our only meal yeah. in, inside a restaurant.
2: In six months? Yeah. Or four months, yeah.
1: Because, I mean, we just, with, you know, with Jane being on the front lines and... um
0: yeah you can't, yeah, you can't like you can't risk it
1: no no so we don't we don't eat inside places very often but yeah that was the last place we ate at we had
0: to do van
1: yeah but yeah i can't wait to eat there
2: either. and i agree with you i mean as a professional consumer of <laughs> dining um i think not only do people have to eat and people want to go out to eat but i mean that's if that is your thing um you know that's gonna make sure that the restaurant industry recovers and recovers you know on a timely fashion yeah
0: i think i think your type of restaurant that's higher end is going to do fine and i think like the fast food is obviously doing very well i think the ones that are going to struggle are the ones in the middle that Mm -hmm. were like the applebee's yeah that are (laughs) you know people want people want to go eat places like you or they'd want to super fast. And these ones in the middle that were high volume, high turnover, right. I think is, that's the ones that are going to suffer. Yeah. Yes.
1: For sure.
0: Well, this has been awesome. Very good. Yeah. Great first guest to be back.
1: Thanks. So excited.
0: for <laughs> And, uh, we'll obviously the Stanley's still around, so we'll be back there too, but very mm-hmm. excited. And, uh, Glad you made it. Anything else you want to say? Oh, well, you have to say the best thing you ate this week.
1: Oh, God, the best thing I ate this week. Shit, it's only Monday. Can I go back to last week? (laughs) See, this this Uh, is the beauty. I don't have to. It could be two years ago. Oh, okay. Um, Oh, my God.
0: We
2: just had Thanksgiving. You made a turkey. Oh,
0: I meant to ask you. Okay, okay. I totally, this is, I have to ask you about Thanksgiving. So, like, what's the Verica Thanksgiving tradition, like, are you cooking? Are you not cooking? What's being served? I'm very interested so, in
1: this. So for, you know, for years, um, I, I worked on Thanksgiving, so I hated, hated Thanksgiving. Um, my eight years at Longview, I would get in there at 3.30, four o'clock in the morning and work till four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and you know, the last, Four years of my life has, you know, gone a personal life overhaul, Um, you know, getting divorced and then meeting Jane and getting engaged. And um, so this was our second Thanksgiving, real Thanksgiving together. Our first one we did in at Little Washington. um, (laughs) Oh, wow. Which which was awesome until, yeah, meeting him was such a letdown. He was such a hero, and icon of mine. And he was such a jerk um that's the worst when you meet it, someone that you're man, so excited was, and
0: they're the worst it's almost like you wish you would have never
1: right i i remember we were driving back to our hotel in dc i was like fuck i wish i never met him i'm like <laughs> um so this year um i worked on wednesday we did on Wednesday and regular service, we made like, I was like 60 some odd pies that I was in there Wednesday morning, (laughs) baking all day. And then we jumped in the car, Jane came and met me at the Stanley. We jumped in the car at seven o'clock, drove to Kiowa, woke up, you know, got there at like midnight, (laughs) um, got into our little villa because we didn't want to stay around people. So we had this little villa, and we woke up at seven o'clock in the morning on Thursday, on Thanksgiving morning, started cooking, um, started drinking at nine. Um, As you should. Yeah. And I mean, we we cooked a 14 pound turkey for the two of us um, that we're still living off of now. Um, and the two things that I had to have um, was green bean casserole, you know, the with the French's onions on top. And, yeah. the green, you know, I had to have that. And I have to have the cranberry sauce, like the jellied shit that you can see the ridges in. the um, can.
0: I see. I see. I love that. If I, like my mom makes, it, she she did it with horseradish and pineapple jelly, and I was like, no, thank you. No, oh. yeah,
1: no, give, give me the can.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love the can. I'm I'm like I'm I'm pro can. On the-
1: <laughs> and then Jane has a potato dish that she makes every year. And she made that and her grandmother's dressing because we, yeah, we didn't stuff it. So it was dressing. <laughs> um, and yeah, so very traditional. We, we drank a, an absolutely gorgeous white burgundy, um, opened a bottle of pig-like pork or bourbon and ate, played golf.
2: Then went to play golf in yeah, the we, afternoon.
1: Yeah, we ate and then went and played nine holes at Turtle Cove at Kiowa. Saw this absolutely massive (gasps) alligator. Um,
2: Larger than Paul. I thought it was going to eat him.
1: Yeah. I mean, this thing was huge. Gosh. Um,
2: I thought it was a statue.
1: (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, and then we got back in the car and and hit every liquor store we could um, (laughs) on the way back through South Carolina and drove back.
2: Looking for bourbons, rare bourbons.
1: (laughs) Um, Not just to hit. No, not to hit the lid. Looking for bourbon. (laughs)
2: And I felt terrible because I made like I forgot the mandolin. So he was he was slicing potatoes on his day off on Thanksgiving. I felt terrible, but the dish turned out well.
1: Yeah, but yeah, very traditional, man, for sure. Um, and it was nice to actually cook and enjoy it, and you know, it was just the two of us, and it was just yeah, couldn't have been a better day. That's awesome. That's way better than the Thanksgiving meal I had.
2: What did you do?
0: We were in St. John, which was oh. awesome. My parents have a house on St. John. Okay. But my, So they ordered the turkey pre-made, which was actually very good. But my mom, and she doesn't listen to this thing, God. So she'll never hear it. <laughs> my dad listened to the podcast one time for 10 minutes. He's like, this isn't for me. I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, but she made, like, my, uh, well, you know what? Yvonne made a pumpkin pie. And she made homemade whipped cream, and that was delicious. Okay. So that was the highlight. Um, everything else was.
2: Uh, I hear you. I would,
0: I, I would much rather have a Verica Thanksgiving than a, uh, than an Ackerman Thanksgiving. Yeah, well,
1: hey, be, being <laughs> on St. John is pretty cool. I mean, we were on the beach too, and it was gorgeous and nice, but yeah, being on St. John, that's not in the, that's not in the complaint. Yeah, about.
0: I'm not gonna complain. Very, very lucky. All right, this was this was perfect. I gotta let you go watch your uh, your eagle trying to get back to first place at four seven and one. Four seven (laughs) and one.
1: Here we go. (laughs) But okay, so everyone.
0: So what's the uh, where can we find? So it's uh, where can we find you on Instagram? It's Um, the Stanley C T.
1: The Stanley
0: underscore just search for the family we tag yeah, it. Yeah. you can look at our feed and then and what's what's orto going to be uh
1: or- or- orto is already up on instagram it's or- Nota. um as well as facebook same thing website is up as well it's just a launch page right now that i did myself so don't judge <laughs> um so and- go so everyone go
0: online go on instagram follow ordo so you'll know when uh yeah, so to we'll, we'll post it. To okay. Yeah. Awesome. Very exciting. Thank you, man. Take care. And YouTube. we'll uh, we'll be back next week with another guest. We're back. Oh, excellent. Take care. All right. Good to see you, Jason.